with the ninth pick in the podcasting draft. The viewer has selected the Gravy Train podcast starring the Soldiers of Fortune. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, we're a real sleeper, folks. If the ninth, ninth pick is, is generous, this is a this is a seventh round pick, <laughs> and that's you know flying in the face of all of the columnists who said that this podcast was going undrafted. Yeah, this is a CFL podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the draft happened. Yeah, um, we're talking. We're t- this, today, uh, I think first half here, we're talking a lot of sports. There's a lot going on in in, in the gravy train wide world of sports. Uh, this is a know, sports podcast. After we got all. a lot to say about it. Yeah, this week it's a, a sports podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. If if this podcast was a football player, it'd be like one of those dudes who ends up playing in like the Japanese league or whatever. We're yeah. not getting drafted. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, do we have to do the, the like, the uh, letter grades? <laughs> They're like, I give the fucking Idaho Jackoffs a, a C minus on the draft. And if you'd like to, uh, feel free. I haven't fought it through that much. I just have a few specific points to mention. I imagine you've got a more thorough investigation as a resident sports analyst. Uh, I've only done a deep dive, so to speak, on the Ravens picks. Other than that, there's just a couple that jump out to me as being pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I liked... So you, you launch in. I liked what the Ravens did. I liked our picks. Um, I thought it was pretty good, too. Um... I was a little unsettled by uh, the the double wide receiver pick, and I know I shouldn't be. Like Rashad Bateman is a good athlete, certainly the best receiver on the board at the time we were picking, uh, and it makes sense, you know. And especially considering how much shit people were throwing around about our about our need for wide receivers, and it's true in that you know, Ravens wide receivers just have absolute concrete hands, lead the league in dropped passes. Yeah. Um, Literally, I, I think it's something like seven or eight percent, which is far above the league average. Um, not good. So we needed one. It's just simply that the Ravens historically are so poor at developing wide receivers that I was nervous about spending our picks there. Um, you know, uh, especially when we had such need in, in on the defensive side. But I think we've picked well enough that you know my anxieties about our, our lack of immediate, you know, focus on the defense, I think have been settled. But I don't oh, know, what, uh, what, what are you thinking in particular? Well, I like uh, um, Bateman in particular. I think he kind of can't go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when we picked Marquise in the first round, was that two years ago now? Three? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Two, I think. Uh, there was an obvious issue, and it's multiple it's, obvious issues, actually, and it said he was coming off an injury and that he was tiny. Yeah. Um, with Bateman, you know... He is six feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't see any glaring issues. He seems like he's going to be a good receiver. 
Um, and then uh, I like that we went and got ourselves a lineman. Um, oh, Ben Cleveland is fucking huge. Yeah, I like that. This man, this man, six foot five, three hundred seventy-five pounds, just a fucking boulder of a man, and, and I'm happy to have him there. And between him and and, and our and our uh, free agent pickup, uh, we're going to be able to move. Uh, we're going to be able to move. Uh, oh my god, Skura, the center. Now Skura is not going to be playing center again. Um, fuck, let me look at the roster. Bozeman. Yeah, we're going to be able to move Bradley Bozeman to, to center. Um, and then that should hopefully improve that situation there. And this is a guy I like protecting Lamar Jackson. Uh, we'll have to see, just from what I'm reading, just his pure size, there's concern that you know he's not going to be super mobile, not going to be very useful as a, as a blocking lineman to create gaps. Yeah. But this is what we run a fullback in our offense for anyway. Um Maybe even two. Yeah, we could do it, and that's 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 what I love with with Ben Mason, uh, <laughs> who's, who's being billed as a tight end, but has been playing largely as a fullback. Um, and in his in his interviews, from what I've seen, he's singled out Patrick Ricard as as being like a model, uh, and, and as someone who loves the fullback position, you know, I'll fight and die for it. I it, people say it's going extinct, but if it is, I hope the Ravens are the last team in football to keep running one. Yeah, I'm gonna get myself a Patrick Ricard jersey. Uh, I like to see us have that flexibility on the team. Also, good, just you know, since we can run him out at tight end with Nick Boyle getting up there closer to thirty, uh, getting up there in age. Good to have that flexibility as well. So he was kind of a surprise pick right at the end there, but I actually do see some utility in that. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that we didn't reach for a tight end or fullback any earlier. I think that would have been probably an error. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the idea of, of, of us having something. I do worry people are suggesting that, that uh, Ricard might get a little expensive for us to hang on to, but I like that player. I don't want to lose Patrick Ricard in the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. I hope we can find that space elsewhere. I Certainly like- perhaps in the cornerback department. Yeah. Uh, I like that we also got um, a very physical linebacker, you know, a very athletic guy. It's, mm-hmm. You know, if there's a position we're good at developing, it's it's linebackers. And, yeah, uh, I have no concern there. Just a guy that already clearly has very defined uh, physical ability. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, no, I see. I see that as very similar to the Patrick Queen pick yeah. last year. Um, there's people trying to talk about Boom and Vost with Adafi Owe. Uh, I'm not concerned at all. He clearly has the build. And, and the, the athletic talent, and yeah, I think he'll fit very, very well in the scheme. I'm glad to see us take uh, two outside linebackers. Right. Uh, I don't know much about Dalen Hayes. Uh, I got really either. nothing to say. But this this was probably, to have a guy on the edge was, our I think, our deepest need coming into the draft, um, given who we had uh, dropped. Who would we have? I guess Calais Campbell and, and Derek Wolf, right? Those were our defensive lineman on the edge we had like bowser oh yeah Ferguson, um mcphee mm, yes yes i'm all mixed up yeah i mean tyus i think uh it's been moving in a positive direction yeah. still going to get some room to play less sold on jalen ferguson yeah um, nothing convincing there 
So I, I think I think I have a suspicion of of, of who is sitting uh, along with Miles Boykin, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, just wait, receivers real quick. Uh, Miles Boykin's probably going to show flashes in training camp again. <laughs> <laughs> My man is flashing everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I only feel like I was... I've always wanted to see uh, Duvernay show something and break out. And now with us having uh, Marquise more. Brown, Sammy Watkins, and Rashad Bateman, who seems like a very clear front three, uh, I, I doubt you know that we're going to see a whole lot of development there. I mean, he'll continue yeah. to have that special teams role, right? Uh, but I don't know. When maybe I'm speaking too soon. Who knows? Anything can happen. But it feels like it's sad that that he is. Uh, I don't know. I guess the people in the organization certainly know more, and, and he hasn't. You know, he's not delivered in the couple occasions that he's had the, the opportunity. But I feel like it's sad that he hasn't gotten more uh, exposure. I mean, it's worth noting that we. We drafted two receivers. Like, yeah, I know nothing about Tylen Wallace either. I was looking into it. Uh, uh, I just read. I just read the quick thing. You know, people were praising the athleticism. You know, the fighting for the ball. But yeah, you know, I I saw the three minute highlight reel of him on YouTube. So I'm pretty much an expert. Um, mm. I can tell you, he he is a a very big not not really big, but he he plays bigger. Big. That's what everyone was saying yeah. about him. That's what I, that's my observation as well. And um, I think he could, it's like my number one thing what speaking of Miles Boykin is is every time I see this dude, he's huge. He doesn't yeah. play like it. He's tall as hell, but it's true. He doesn't like, he like, doesn't You're like 6'4 for what? Like you're not doing anything. And That is a fair criticism. And if this is a guy that can go up and get the ball. Okay, we need that. Like, Especially given the amount of time we seem to be throwing in the 50-50s. Uh, yeah. Although hopefully these new receivers show a little more ability to get open in the crowd we've been running. Right. And I do think I do think that's something good that we have with 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 Bateman, with Bateman and Sammy Watkins. I've, I've got Boykin and yeah yeah you know with Bateman and, and, and Sammy Watkins is that hopefully you know, well they will pull pressure off of Marquise Brown. And yeah. allow him to get open more because you know he was the only real wide receiver we had that was you know worth throwing to in the last couple of years and you know he's so small he's easy to cover up you know even if he's fast um this will pull some cover off of him and hopefully allow him to use more of his speed and i thought he was trending in the right direction you know in the second half of last season like i turned Marquise? around from being yeah 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 during the playoffs I, I turned, he looked really good yeah, I turned from being like a Marquise Brown hater during the first half of the season to 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 a a, a supporter. You know, uh, even if you know, he only catches touchdown passes, uh, <laughs> so hopefully, you know, now I think it'll be good for him. We'll be able to use that speed a little more, be able to kind of disappear back there behind the bigger guys. So you know, if we're gonna be playing more Greg Roman deep ball. Uh, <laughs> Bringing these—that—that's the cool thing—is bringing on some of these other players actually does strengthen who we already have. Yeah, um, I, I was surprised to see the second wide receiver pick up in a, in a way, just because again, I feel like I don't know, 
historically bad, but it, it makes sense considering we're not going to hold on to Watkins for more than a year. Um, Probably not. Almost certainly not. I mean, I I, I doubt that he's going to get enough targets that he'll, he'll be satisfied. We're going to have to pay Lamar soon, so. Yeah. You know. I hope so. that Lamar... This this might just be me reading people trying to do too much, but I don't think Lamar is the kind of guy to ask for like a giant, huge contract. I don't know. Maybe I'm We're wrong. Gonna see. I, I mean, he's going to get a very solid deal. I don't. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, I don't. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to just extort us for you know something ludicrous like that. He's not going to Dak Prescott this thing, but uh. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're gonna have to pay him and and. There's going to have to be some cuts made. Um, I think we've got some aging defensive players that we will part with. Uh, I don't know everyone's contract details, so I can't say exactly. Yeah, and, and that's also why I like these DB picks that we took. We got like two corners, basically. One's mm-hmm. more of just a slot corner. but um, Yeah. Because, you know, Jimmy's getting up there. Jimmy Smith. I, yeah. I just call him Jimmy. I'm say so just call him Jimmy, but people are gonna know who I'm talking about if I just say Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Levine, he's getting up there. Not that he's playing many downs anyway. Uh, yeah, look, yeah, Jimmy Smith is already 32. This, yeah. this is the last contract. Um, yeah. We got so many cornerbacks on this roster. You never see half of them. <laughs> I really don't know. Here's the thing: if like two of these guys get hurt. The chance, it's gonna fucking suck. You've seen what this what a team looks like when like two corners get hurt. It sucks. This is true. This is so. True. We we were a little thin, uh, yeah. for sure, during this past year. It does. Um, Averett, you know, pulling more than his weight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so there was space to fill there. Is again, is when we got a second one. I was first wondering about it, but it does. It's a sensible move, right? Um, I don't know. Is there anything you can think that you might have done differently? Anyone that you would have targeted that the Ravens did not? Um, you know, this is gonna sound like crazy or whatever, but I think. Um, I think we should have traded up back into the second and got a center. Maybe that's the only criticism I can make, and and that's just mm-hmm. like a a maybe we should have done that thing. That's not even like a like a oh we had to do this thing, you know? And, yeah, and, I can see that would have been more comfortable uh, because we pretty much are looking at uh, and, and whoever ends up under center is going to be basically a converted offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, which is a little awkward, but not necessarily disastrous. Because I, I think we have two or three players who did play center at the college level. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a little weird. That's an interesting point. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm pretty satisfied as well. I came in with a very defensive focus. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, we got some. We 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 uh, traded a lot of guys, you know. Uh, but overall, overall, I think. Very good draft all around. Yeah. Um, so other other teams. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, hot take. My hot main take criticisms. Uh, I think the Bengals reached going for a receiver. Very dumb. Extremely dumb. 
Um, I'm a big fan of Sewell. I think that he is a tremendous uh, lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they skipped on him, and I think that he could be like a, a decade of service uh, out of a player. I mean, Chase could be a great receiver. Pro- it is probable that he will be a good receiver. Yeah, but, but uh, if if Joe Burrow is is buried six feet under the turf, it doesn't matter, right? Um, other criticisms, uh, I guess the Raiders reached, but is that a surprise? No. <laughs> Um, the Raiders fundamentally do not understand how the draft works, and, no. and this is just something people should understand now. Yeah, just, just don't try and attach any kind of logic to their picks. It just <laughs> they have a dartboard, you know. I mean, Leatherwood was a guy. I, in my opinion, I was had the idea that he might stick around to the second round, and that we could trade up to try and get him. Or I didn't see him going in the first round. Um, I thought there were a couple linemen that were better than him, but clearly... I saw people, I don't know, I mean, people were talking him up uh, in, during, you know, immediately. People were, were talking to, about him as an alternative to Sewell. Um, I don't know enough to be able to say. Um, but it was, it was a surprise. It was a peculiar pick on their part. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who, who else? The Giants also decided to follow kind of the Bengals here and go in on on receivers when they need desperately need someone to uh, keep Danny Dimes alive, right. uh, and they also need a lot of defensive help. Um, I mean, they've got no shortage of of of, of receivers now for sure. Uh, I'm not convinced they have someone to throw to them. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind Danny Dimes. I think he's fine. Uh, yeah, he, I, he's aggressively mediocre. In my did opinion. they get any linemen? I or, didn't follow closely enough to say. I was only watching that first pick. Uh, uh, I don't know if they did. First round wide their, receiver. Their, their, bigger, their bigger need was on defense. It was believed the New York Giants. Um, it's not a team I follow closely, but I just thought it was a ridiculous first round pick for them to go for a receiver. Yeah, uh, first pick receiver, linebacker, corner, linebacker, running back, corner. So okay, so they at least tended to the defense, but they probably gave up some you know premium real estate there. Yeah, um, you know, it's questionable. Um. Yeah. You know who I think drafted very well is Go ahead. Carolina. I think they did a good job. Mm. Um, I think they are supporting the Darnold in a good yeah. way. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think first round when they went um, to the corner, Horn, I was a little shaky on that, but, you know, because they were already defensively solid, I was like, well, then they do get a wide receiver and a tight end and a tackle and a running back. No, and yeah. I'm like, all right, you're supporting Samuel now. I think, I think honestly, um, my I, for the little bit, you know, I don't follow that part of football down there that closely. But I think Matt Rule's been doing a very good job, actually. Like, it's a team that I think had been largely written off, and you know, 
they weren't blowing anybody away last year, but they were, they existed, uh, you know, and, and it, it seems like there's a, some sort of energy there, and, and they, they drafted well. I agree. Yeah. Um, another, what I thought was stupid, uh, I, the Steelers going for a running back <laughs> here. Um, yeah. I, now, look, I don't know. The Steelers are just so fucked to being stuck with an absolutely cooked Ben Roethlisberger for another year anyway. Uh, and they weren't in a position, you know, to, to go for a quarterback or anything. Uh, and I think just organizationally they wouldn't out of stupid pride. Yeah. But um, I don't know what they were supposed to do, but there's no way that, that Najee Harris is going to get any, any sort of mileage uh, just with the state that team is in. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. I don't know. That whole, I feel like we're going to watch just a train wreck year for the Steelers. I hope so. Especially, you know, in, in what's becoming a hyper-competitive division. Uh, I mean, Ben is shooting blanks out there. And uh, they're going to be hurting in protection. They just, they lost uh, Pouncey, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Pittsburgh is a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. A waste. Um, you got a you got a prediction on on Mac Jones? Is he the new white supremacist icon <laughs> for the New England Patriots? Or? Yeah, he's almost certainly going to be great, isn't he? Like, it's I, if it if it was another team, I would I would say no. But uh, I don't know. It'd be very funny if he were to flop. Oh yeah. But, uh, but uh, don't worry. He seems like such a fucking asshole. He looks like it. I don't know something about just him. All this shit with like, he's got like what? Like a, he's got the DUI or whatever, which would be all right. That happens. He's got some sort of stupid gun charge. Um, he's got all the MAGA and Obama bullshit. Uh, he just seems like such a fucking asshole, and he's perfect for for the the white nationalist audience that shows up to Foxborough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I guess he's got to try to break Cam Newton's kneecaps, probably. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be, a, I'm sure that's going to be one of the dumbest quarterback controversies. Uh, <laughs> I can very easily see a season here where neither one of them performed at an NFL level. Uh, and it just turns into just a, an idiotic ongoing saga. The funniest outcome here, and it's just out of a pure hatred for the organization. Who knows? I'm sure it'll end up working out in a far less funny way where he develops very well. Um, anything else? I mean, the, the Bears getting in to, to grab Justin Fields. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, people will always shit on it because it's the Bears trading up, and, you know, that never... But it, I really feel like this can't go wrong. I really they need, feel like... They needed him. They needed they, a player like him in any case. I think this is, I think this is the one. I think... I think this isn't going to be like Trubisky. I think the Bears have done it. Um, and power to him. Um, mm-hmm. regarding- the funniest thing in the world that I was really, really hoping for was that they traded up and then picked like Kyle Trask or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. would have, that would have been the funniest possible outcome, and it would have been extremely in character. Uh, but instead, they, they did a very smart move, I think. Um, I thought it was ridiculous the way that Fields was dropping in, in, in terms of people's projections yeah. never made any sense to me. Uh, yeah. Analytically, he was playing against some of the toughest defensive opposition out of all of these players. Right. Um, I'm not 100% on board with the, uh, the Trey Lance pick from 
uh, the 49ers. But I can't say that I've uh, seen enough from him to write him off. So I think it's a very uh, low floor, high ceiling kind of thing. I don't think they suffer for it in any case. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, strong enough team around them. If, if they end up still needing to look for a quarterback, they have, have Jimmy Jesus. Yeah. You know, that'll keep them afloat for a year at least. You know, it's a, leak, a leaky boat, but, but, but not, not untenable. Um, By the end of the year, the Patriots will have Jarrett Stidham starting. <laughs> <laughs> Play Stidham, the new blood and soil. <laughs> Is he, he's still he's still on the roster. Uh, probably I don't know. Maybe I, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway. This will be, be an interesting one to watch. Interesting year. Yeah. Guess there's still room for moves to be made. I don't know. Presumably, we are going to be correct about everything. Yeah, that's that's how it usually goes. I'm uh, feeling pretty good about our Baltimore Ravens at the moment. Feeling good, folks. Uh, I, that is tempered by the fact that I know that we are going to be playing, you know, we're going to be contending with teams like the Browns and the Bills now, you know, who are suddenly, you know, it, I do project a, a near total collapse in, in Steel City. But uh, I think the Bengals should be okay this year as well, actually. The Bengals will at least, yeah, they'll be vaguely competitive like they were back in like 2011. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I do think that Joe Burrow is going to be stretchered off again by like week five or six. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. But we, we, should, we should have a more well-rounded offense if we want it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just we're going to have competition which has also only gotten tougher um and the patriots are going to be a, a bit of a wild card this yeah. time around so it should be interesting over here um what else expecting a big year from from my man justin herbert out on the chargers yeah uh they got him, they got him a little more a little more pass protection uh I didn't see. I, I saw that. Yeah, they made some defensive pickups that should help them actually park the bus now. Hopefully, uh, so that will be an interesting one to watch. Right. I don't know. See the. I'm. I'm interested just in terms of pure player stuff. Kyle Pitts seems incredible. Uh, <laughs> fascinated to see how that goes. Uh, Falcons have, are now freed from the grips of Dan Quinn. Who knows what could happen. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. A lot going on in the NFL. A lot going on. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I will say just in the abstract, without even picking out a single player, because uh, I don't know. It's impossible to predict. It's so hard to project QB performance from college, you know, into the NFL. Just mm -hmm. almost impossible. You don't know where the sleepers are, um, or who's going to just absolutely fall flat on their face. This is going to be a, an interesting one, just because like the QB discourse was so heavy this year. Um, and between all these guys, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, like who actually pans out. That's going to be 
an interesting one in that narrative there. Yep. I don't know. <clears throat> we love football, folks. We love football. Um, that, in the wide world of sports, it's still been a great couple weeks to be a fans of the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles baseball organization, the winningest away team in the American League East. Uh, been humiliating, are we not anymore? I'm honestly not sure. I mean, Let I me know check. we're last in the AL East now, but we're, we're actually 13 and 15. So we're it's not, not like we're horrible. Um, no, we're not doing horrible. We're just in a strong division. See, our away record is nine and five. Oh, darn it, the Red Sox are nine and four. But we're okay, the second best away team in the AL East. Uh the by far the worst home team. But uh, you know, we beat the, the terrible Yankees, the, the yeah. failing New York Yankees, who have no answer at all for Cedric Mullins, yeah, uh, the greatest baseball player in history. Uh you know, it's a lot of fun. Um for example, I, good. I'd just like to note that if we were swapped with the Cleveland Indians into the AL Central, we would be third in their division. Yeah, that's right. This is a valuable statistic. <laughs> this is real. You're also just looking at the Google standings, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, no, this is, this is real, you know, and uh, uh, we are a, a little better than the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. We're blowing the fucking Detroit Tigers out of the water. So, um, <laughs> the worst team of the league. <laughs> you know, at 13 and 5, uh, 13 and 15, I'm not feeling too bad. It's, it's, a, only, it's only May. Is There's it a, a 60 game season or is it a full season? It's a full season. Okay. So, Hold we on. got a lot of time, a lot of time to move here. So, for reference, um, in 2019, which was the last full season that was played, I'm not counting 2020 because that was a 60-game season, mm-hmm. the Orioles ended 54 and 108. We're going to be better than that this year. Yeah, no, I mean, we're certainly doing, I think, better than projected. Yeah. Um, the bullpen is stronger than, than expected, and though we got some offensive production uh, sometimes. So... Yeah. I think I think it's good. I think it's good. Um, somebody needs to, you know, firebomb the Boston Red Sox uh, clubhouse. But other than that, uh, yeah, no, we we could be back up there pretty soon. And I expect to see the the horrible New York Yankees uh, back at the bottom of this division before too long. Yeah, uh, they're the they're underutilizing Giancarlo Stanton in uh, every game where they're not playing us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, again, they got, they got no answers for, for John Means and Cedric Mullins. Uh, so we love our guys looking good, uh, expecting big things from uh, Chris Davis. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's played a single game. I haven't, I haven't heard his name mentioned in a, in a, in a game yet. So the I think we're just two good. games I've watched. I have not seen him at no, all. I, I don't think. I don't think he's left the bench if he's even been on it. No, he um, hasn't. He hasn't played at all. Awesome. So uh, that's the best we can hope for, really, is, is, is if it stays that way. Uh, there's still two years on this contract and $46 million. Well, he's such a great locker room guy. <laughs> <you know? laughs> he's 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 
he really uh he really connects well with the other team uh, with the rest of the team a great motivator uh maybe we can trade him to the rockies um <laughs> i don't know i can't believe uh, that we have to pay this guy like 20 million dollars a year he's just he's just hanging out it is impressive I like that the uh, when you search when you Google Chris Davis, the first like uh, suggestion is is Chris Davis still on the Orioles? <laughs> <laughs> yep, they uh, should make a website for that. <laughs> well, it's not going to say no for another two years, so maybe he'll get hit by a car or something. Yeah, maybe it could happen. If he dies, do we have to like pay his widow or whatever? Yeah, like what's the deal there? I'm sure there'd be some sort of settlement. Death, like Chris Davis personally wrote a death clause into his contract. (laughs) I would, (laughs) (laughs) and I want extra if I die on the field. Yeah. yeah, that could happen. You get hit by a hit hit by a by a by a line drive, you know. Yeah, you could die. Yeah, and I want I want a huge payout if that happens. <laughs> we should write some sort of like a mystery movie, you know, where where a, a player, uh, yeah, gets a massive payout on his. he had, he had written an insanely <laughs> specific death clause onto his con into his contract. And, and he, he dies on the field, but then the, our, 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 our uh, hard-drinking noir-esque detectives discover there was there was foul play. You know, it was, it was uh, he had orchestrated the whole thing because uh, he owed money to the mob or something. I don't know how you would orchestrate that. Uh, yeah, take, I kind of lost take, you there. Uh, I don't know. We get a, an, an Ichiro Suzuki level batter. Just. <laughs> He can, he can just place the ball wherever he wants, you know. Uh, but he drives it straight into like uh, the, the the crown of this guy's skull, just caves it in right there, dead dead on the field. <laughs> no, the ball is poisoned. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's right. just you know, he's just shot on the field. Never mind. That's that's a much more visually fascinating. All way right, to yeah. It. Uh, we're we're in the writers. Right? What if he uh, uh, he's going? So he's a retired baseball. No, he's not retired. He he's was gonna a, die on the field. Here's the deal: is that he's still receiving a payout because he's he's in a Chris Davis situation, <laughs> yeah. and he he, ha- he hasn't played in weeks. Like they're trying to keep him off the field, but he orchestrates events so he can get on the field, and then he's tragically killed. <laughs> Okay, where I was going is he's going to attend a Tampa Bay Rays game with his son, and he trips and falls into the Stingray tank, and he dies from the Stingrays. That would certainly be a way to go. Which not only results in um, the, the death payout, but also um, the euthanasia of all the Stingrays. <laughs> <laughs> They serve the stingrays at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else happening in the wide world of sports? Um, I promise you, I have not been watching any basketball. 
Wizards are actually doing. We're hot. Um, right now we're the in tenth in the East, which means that we would get into the, the play-in tournament. Mm. Uh, we're two and a half games out of eighth, which would just take us straight into the playoffs. Uh, so it's it's very possible. Uh, nice. That's all I have to say about the Wizards. Gotcha. You know, the only funny basketball thing I've seen recently is is this video of Denzel Valentine just chucking a horrible three point <laughs> <Yeah>. shot. <laughs> I saw that uh, with the with the the Bulls are down by five, <laughs> just miss, missing by a mile. And um, I don't know. I don't follow it, but people say he keeps doing this shit, and <laughs> that's so fucking baller. <laughs> Incredibly funny to just be not just. Just really mediocre at basketball, just absolutely blowing like critical opportunities for the team. <laughs> we need more of that, you know. Just not giving a fuck, putting it up there. Ugh, awesome. Sorry, I'm kind of trying to fight this cat right now. Oh yeah, um, I just hit it, hit it a couple times. Yeah. It usually goes usually away. Just hit it or throw it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> grab her by the neck and just kind of toss her. Yeah. Uh, in, ter- in, in terms of, of, of Gravy Train podcast news, folks, we have just uh, just today broken 50 total listens. Uh, so, thanks, guys. And also, like, it, it'd be really funny to know who the one random Bavarian dude who, who tuned in the other day yeah. was. Our, our first international listener you know, get in touch with us, and we'll uh, um, go to Bavaria. We'll meet we'll up. Go to Bavaria, yeah, and hang out. Yes, uh, send uh, an email. <laughs> yeah, you know, because um, it'd be fun because you know a lot of people say that Bavaria is kind of the uh, Baltimore County of Germany. Yeah, and so you hear that a lot from people. Actually, um, wait, don't send an email because there's there's already too many coming in. It'll probably get lost. Oh, it's okay. I read all of them. I read all of them. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, good. That's, that's what you know, spend you know, all your time doing when, I, when I'm, you know, editing. And he spends all his time reading all the emails. Yeah, you know, I keep, I, so I update the Excel spreadsheet about what, at, what, what racist accent Kyle's supposed to do <laughs> next up, uh, episode, yeah. I had to open up, like, a second page in there. Like, it turns out there's a limit, you know? Uh, so that's all pretty fun. Right. Uh, um, should we update? Oh, I meant to do it at the beginning. Should we update everyone on the uh, on the Tanzania situation? Oh, the Tanzania situation. Okay. So well. I don't want to be mean, but Kyle really just dropped the ball on these China negotiations. Um. Um. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell everyone what you did? Uh, okay. So, um. See, it's it's. I made a, a I had a I had a serious lapse in judgment, um, so I walked into uh to Mister Mister Zhang's office. Um, this was in uh uh Shanxi Shanghai. province, uh in the in the in the city of, of Taiyun, and um I inquired uh uh in in uh. Well, what I assumed was Mandarin Chinese about um, his interest in, in uh, 
taking a stake in the Gravy Train podcast, but unfortunately, I didn't know that I was actually speaking um, uh, in Siamese, which uh, I, I, I learned by accident. Um, I learned the entire language of the great people of Thailand, who, well, uh, if they're now interested in investigating in the podcast, um, they can, you know, of course, uh, email us uh, <laughs> at thegravytrainpod at gmail.com. Mm. Um, if however, they also want us to do any particular accents on the podcast, they can also hit us up there. Right, for, we can do that. that too. So I was talking to Mr. Zhang uh, in Siamese, and of course he didn't understand. He doesn't speak uh, Siamese. So he looks at me, um, and he has a very perplexed look on this face. And by, by this, is, this just came about by instinct. I panicked, and, and I asked him... <laughs> If the last dog he'd eaten was poison, um, <laughs> which resulted in, uh, well, a, a flurry of of Chinese, what I can only assume to be Chinese, uh, in my direction, and uh, me having to flee the People's Republic of China uh, and go to uh, the northern uh, section of Myanmar, where I'm now recording this podcast uh, with. Uh, Kuomintang insurgency. Mm. Yes, so... God. What a... I'm sorry, man, but, but what a clusterfuck. I mean, we were really banking on getting that $50, um, and now Kyle was stuck in, in Myanmar, which is descending rapidly in the Civil War. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is a shame because, you know, we had um, we had actually been in talks uh, with, with uh, Ong Sang Suu Kyi to, to sell the podcast to Myanmar, and then the coup, then the coup happened a while ago. And that really threw everything off, you know. And then, and we actually had to toss some episodes we had made, um, <laughs> right? You know, and so, so now Kyle's back. And, you know, I thought, I thought, well, finally, at least we're at least we're out of at least we're out of Burma. But now, yeah, Kyle's back with the the the, the KMT insurgents, you know, launching cross border raids in the Sichuan province, and. Uh, we're gonna try to figure out how to get him out of there, but you know, this—we're not making any fucking money on this podcast. Yeah, so. you, uh, uh, it's kind of on you guys to get some funds on the way if you want. Uh, exactly to, to 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 get things going. Uh, we were forced to fall back on Plan B, and uh, we have sold the rights, the every all the the full broadcast, the editorial production rights to the Gravy Train podcast during the Soldier's Fortune. Uh, to the the Republic of of, of Tanzania, um, you know. So, the basic um, the basic thing to look at here, I know you're you're wondering, how does this impact me, the listener of the Gravy Train podcast, who is not a citizen of Tanzania, and presumably not subject to to the laws of that country, um. Well, the good news is for you guys, it pretty much doesn't. You're going to keep coming back, and you're going to get the the same great con content that you love here on the Gravy Train podcast, starring the Soldiers of Fortune. Yeah. Um. The difference is that um we will be receiving fifteen dollars from Tanzania in exchange. <laughs> um. And 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 uh, in addition to the same great uh riffs that you love. Um, we will be correcting the record on on Western falsehoods about about Tanzania and its its political leadership, 
uh, you know, the, the constant slander, uh, which, which has tried to call this beautiful country, you know, authoritarian, uh, or, you know, or, or casting doubt on the official uh, COVID death toll of zero, um, you know? So, <laughs> um, basically, very little change for, for you guys there. Uh, but, but just a, a little heads up. And, and, and we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, we are um, going to be relocating from Baltimore County to uh, Dar es Salaam. Right. Um, and uh, we desperately need to learn Swahili. Um, <laughs> so if you know anybody, anybody at all who can help out with that one, just urgently and, and possibly also provide armed security um, or a number of other services, yeah, that uh, would be great. Oh, keep in mind that we are in, in the budget of $15, and we would like to cut a profit here of at least two-thirds. So make that budget of about $5. And then, do remember, you also need to find some money in here to, to get Kyle out of, out of Rangoon. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and then there's not a lot of flights coming and going these days. So, uh, we are in perhaps the most desperately tight spot uh, we've ever been in. Yeah. And I'm being approached almost constantly by representatives of, of various intelligence agencies, uh, some from countries I've never even heard of, some representing private cabals and consortiums um, looking to, you know, uh, peddle their influence through the Gravy Train podcast. And um, if, if we don't get something going, I'm going to be forced to cash the CIA check and just turn this whole thing into an MK Ultra implement. So, you know, we, we just don't want to do it. We don't want to do it, but mark my words, we we will. We we definitely will. Uh, so so you know, uh, let's, let's let's get a little money rolling. So, yeah. We know who you are. We we can we can look and see where you live. Uh, that's the really cool thing about Spotify is it it actually gives us some. Um, your street addresses, uh, you know your 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 date of birth. It's got it's got photos. Yeah, it shows um, make, pictures make, of where you live. Pictures. Yeah, it has your nudes on there. Um, that's Spotify Analytics, really top notch. Um, it's a little plug here if you're looking to, to get into podcasting or or to figure out uh, your friends' personal information. All very good on on Spotify. If you're looking to get into podcasting. Don't, don't. It's a mistake. You're not gonna make any money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think you're gonna make some money, and then... okay, I will say, you know, you're going to get just too much pussy. You're not gonna know yeah, what to do. You're gonna be having tons of sex. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually it's horrible. It's exhausting. I'm, I'm starting to, I'm getting, uh, I'm, I'm chafing. You know, <laughs> I'm not looking good. Uh. Um, but uh, I've also got syphilis. But um, yeah, you're not going to get any money, you know. That's 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 just the the nature nature of the pod. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just looking to uh, sneak onto the next military aircraft that looks like it might be uh, heading out of Burma. So uh, unless unless we drum up enough money, to, yeah. Uh, Get me a ticket on, uh, let's say, Malaysia Airlines. Mm. Shouldn't take much. Not very crowded these days. No. Oh. Keep that in mind, folks. Please, your your donation could save the life of one young podcaster. 
<laughs> angered the government, angered the Chinese Communist Party, stranded in the third world. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, here in the second world, uh, Biden is coming for your Camel Crush cigarettes. Right. That's right, folks. The Biden administration has declared war on menthol cigarettes. They think that that they can succeed against the America against the discerning smoker. Uh, but the, this is from what I understand. This was, this came from from the Secretary of Defense himself. He said the discerning smoker who enjoys the the soothing and complex flavor profile of a menthol cigarette is the new Al Qaeda terrorist. Yep, they uh, said that. This, Exact quote. They said, uh, you know, uh, tw- Twitter guys who smoke Camel Crush menthols are the new Al Zakawi. Uh, and we need to find them and kill them. Uh, that was the original plan. They ran into some legal hurdles, from what I'm told. But uh, nonetheless, the FDA is coming down hard and they're trying to ban these, these treasured American smokes. And I'm not feeling good about it, folks. <laughs> I'm going to be real. Um, I'm no legal expert, but I feel that this must be an unconstitutional measure. Yeah. Uh, I think they're probably just going to start drone striking here. Will they see? Smoking. I, I do really like I, I tweeted that the other day. I didn't get any engagement, but then I got one retweet the other day, and I was trying to figure out who this person was. And I just looked, and their timeline was just only like tweets about menthol cigarettes. So it's just <laughs> like somebody must have literally just been like searching, searching menthols. <laughs> just retweeting anything like about the menfall ban incredibly incredibly bizarre personas living on the internet but um yeah i don't know people are saying that this is an act of of racial war by joe biden uh Mm -hmm. given that you know discerning african-american smokers of good taste overwhelmingly prefer menfall cigarettes uh naturally enough um so that's apparently why Joe Biden is banning them, uh, because they were Corn Pop's favorite, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, don't know about that one. I, I'm uncomfortable with the direction that discourse is taking. Yeah, uh, you see a lot of that. All the you know, seventy percent of African Americans smoke new boys. Like, yeah, I get that. Uncool. It's like taking this direction. Like where now, it's like uh, uh, white podcasters like ourselves. <laughs> Uh, suddenly, suddenly feel justified. Like, man, Joe Biden, he hates black people because black people love smoking menthols. Man, <laughs> what's next? Joe Biden's gonna ban. Joe Biden's gonna ban malt liquor. He's gonna he's gonna ban Popeye's chicken. Joe he's Biden's gonna, gonna ban Hennessy. Yeah, Joe Biden's gonna ban Hennessy. He, I heard that Joe Biden is calling watermelon a gateway fruit. You know, like, <laughs> like suddenly it's just like. It, it, rampant stereotyping, you know. Joe Biden uh, is banning basketball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe Biden says only Jewish guys can play basketball now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do wonder what prompted this because it feels like it feels like it's really coming out of nowhere. Like I it's not even like the, there's the whole vape fig. I don't I don't recall there ever being a menthol cigarette panic. Yeah. So I'm a little mystified as to what the impetus for this was, but uh, it's made for some truly strange discourse. Yeah, um, 
I find it interesting that they always talk about how they don't have the time or the resources to legalize weed or whatever, but now we can go on the menthol manhunt. <laughs> so odd. I don't know, do you, do you foresee an underground market for menthols emerging? I mean, you can't just get rid of menthols. I mean, I was saying, like, you know, I guess you could smuggle them in from other countries. Like, you could smuggle menthol cigarettes in from Canada or Mexico, I guess, which, which I suppose kind of always happens any, anyway, you know, you, to, just as for tax dodging purposes. But, um, right. that feels like a weird, that's a very niche market, I don't know. I mean, anyone who truly wants something will always find it. I guess a, a new dark web market for for menthol cigarettes, you know. But no, that's God. What what kind of fucking country are you living in now? Where Joseph Robinette Biden's gonna ban our motherfucking Newports? God, motherfucking damn. That's right. God. <sighs> I was talking to one of my boys though. That I was making a joke. This was before I'd even heard of the menthol ban, but he was talking about you know like. After three beers, you know, even the, the non-smokerist among us begins craving a cigarette. I was saying, oh, gotta get me some of those menthols, you know. As, <laughs> I was like saying, you know, after I've, you know, drank a bottle and a half of gin, I start thinking, man, I could use the, the smooth flavor of, of a Camel Crush cigarette. <laughs> um, but uh, this, this guy's all like, what? You smoke menthols, man? I'm like, what's your problem? Yeah, who's got a problem with menthols? But he was telling me then, like, I, then I started making jokes about Newports the way you do, um, and he was like, "Tell me about some girl he'd he'd met, I think on Tinder or whatever," and 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 apparently, like, she started smoking, and, and he's like, "Oh, what do you smoke?" And she's like, "Only Newport Reds," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I cannot believe, like, I I, I found I I did." went out with a girl who, who smokes exclusively Newports. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome, though. That rocks. It does. Kind of gross, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we're coming into... Yeah, we did. 55 right. minutes here. Cruising into 55. Passengers, buckle your seatbelts and prepare for landing at, uh, uh, whatever the airport in Tanzania is called. Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to. <laughs> we're we're on on a mission. <clears throat> that we yeah. did okay. It's a little bit of a, a little bit of a long and rambly draft analysis, but we we got some some ideas. It's a good one. This is a good episode. This was How much does the Patrick Ricard jersey cost? Actual like authentic NFL jerseys are like a hundred dollars for some reason. <sighs> but if you got like a Chinese one, it could probably be like thirty dollars. Oh, you're right. I need to check uh, like the Alibaba thing. Yeah, they're just gonna spell it wrong somehow. I don't know. Well, right now it's uh. Oh, wait, are they doing a sale? Forty nine ninety nine. Really? Yeah. Hang on. Maybe I'll get that. Seems like nobody wants the color rush ones, but I'll take it to be honest. Is that the yellow one? That's no, it's the purple with the gold numbers. Oh, okay. I thought it looked okay. People complain about them. The players hated them for some reason. I didn't get it. <laughs> nice. Maybe someday yeah, I'll buy. 
Oh, a microphone. Are, are you getting one? I don't know. <laughs> a microphone. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe. I think it'd be a sound investment. Yeah. I imagine we could just kill it somewhere there, right? Thanks for watching, folks. Oh, wow, we're still going? Yep. <laughs> this is Bye. all staying in. Oh, yeah. Okay.